Hi, I'm Matt Fuller. I'm a realtor in San Francisco, and I am here with my business partner, Britton Jackson, the Jackson and Jackson Fuller, and we are escrow out loud. Uh, we've been doing this for a long, long time, you even longer than me, and while we're not going to give away any of our clients' identities or addresses, I think we can give away a lot of amazing stories. We've been doing this long enough that we have some doozies. Yes, we do. So, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know that it would be a doozy, but let's uh, let's begin at the beginning. And what was the very first property you sold in San Francisco? The very first property I sold in San Francisco was a TIC in a two-unit building in the Mission. And this property had been um, in the same family for a million years. I might be exaggerating by a few millennia, but it was... Um, it. So it had been owned by the same family for years, and then these flippers bought it, gutted it down to the studs, changed, they removed walls, they um, gutted it down to the studs, changed the electrical, changed the plumbing without a single permit. Okay, I'm sorry, but first of all, when you say flippers, I just think of these like dancing dolphins coming through. And when you say that none of it was done with permit, it's just kind of like that. They're like, oh, let's just knock this wall out with our tail and throw a kitchen over here. And these humans are like, what? What, so, so what did you do? So we, um, the, the clients were, they knew I was brand new in the business. They knew they were my first clients. Um, I had worked with the wife in my, in my previous job before I got laid off. And um, so I told him, I said, we just need to do a ton of research and figure out how this could affect condo conversion. And we had a condo conversion. Okay, no, wait, stop, stop. Okay, I just, I've got to you just like throw it out what I love about you so much and why I think you're an amazing realtor. And then you just like keep going with it. Like it's not even this thing, but instead of, you know, throwing your hands up or being too freaked out or saying, Oh, it's no big thing. It's just some, you know, pesky paperwork. You're like, I don't know. We don't know. Let's figure it out. And you, and you get to work. You are like the most amazing escrow whisperer. I there. I, I don't want to say there's a problem that you can't solve because you know then that we'll get that phone call. Or <laughs> this podcast has been a really bad idea. Um, but it, you know it's it's that kind of attitude. So okay, so you're like okay, let's let's do some research and. Well, first of all, thank you. Well, you're you're very welcome. Um, yeah. So. Um, they knew that they wanted to condo convert the other owner. Um, that they were buying the building with wanted to condo convert. So we knew that getting the building through condo conversion was key, which can be a real pain in the butt on a good day with a building that's gutted and flipped with permits, much less without a single one. Oh, no, wait, I take that back. They did get the electrical permit because they had to to get the green tag from PG&E to flip the lights on. So I lied when I said no permits. They got no, one. Nothing but the minimum. <laughs> so we had a... Um, we had an inspector come out who allegedly is um, qualified. I, I, Although experience. There's really no qualification and your your yeah. vagaries, and uh, since we're not mentioning names, but I know who we're discussing, and right, and then there's future stories that haven't happened yet, but it's all very interesting. So, so we um, hired this guy to come out and have a look at the building and tell us what the potential pitfalls for the condo conversion inspections would be from the city, and the biggest issue that he mentioned, what well there were a bunch, but the biggest <laughs> was the fact 
fact that the um, the back wall of the entire building had been changed, and um, on both units, the top and the bottom, big um, decks had been added, and they went um, all the way to the property line, which is bad. Because you have to have, um, if you were building this from scratch with a permit, you would have um, a, a firewall uh, to protect. Because all of our house, most of our houses touch here in San Francisco, you're you have a responsibility to try to keep a fire from um, jumping the property line and lighting the building next to you on fire. So you're such a good neighbor. <laughs> so you either have to have a three foot setback. Um, because I guess flames don't jump more than three feet horizontally, or you have to have a firewall, which can be, you know, oh, 30, 40,000 bucks, something like that, depending on how big and fabulous. So this guy told them, you know, it's very likely that you'll either have to remove the decks entirely or cut them back three feet. But guess what? If you cut them back three feet, you would open sliding glass doors into nowhere. Um, so <laughs> that was, I mean, we were really worried about it and we, and, and, and we weighed backing out because of it. The, the sliding glass door is just decorative. Exactly. So um, they went forward and long story short, they bought the place and during their condo conversion inspection, what happened with the decks? Nothing. No firewall, no deck cutting back, nothing. Um, those Decks are still there, um, 16 years later. And, and nothing's caught on fire? Nope, knock wood, it's the mission. Wow, so um, that was your first deal, and and you wanted to do this again? I did. Why? <laughs> apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> um, was, uh, was the second deal any easier? No, the second deal, <laughs> the second deal, I actually had a listing, um, and it was... So, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, in the real estate industry, like, getting your first listing is a pretty big deal. Um, people generally start with buyers, um, and, you know, especially in San Francisco, competition for being a listing agent is incredibly fair, so... Deal number two already a listing. Hats off. It's like you know. Was it was it a listing? I don't know. It was that was among my first. All right. Like in the first six months, I had Let's this. Let's go with it. I God. Let's it's say been, it was your second deal until we remember otherwise. It's been sixteen years. I remember the first, but the second. <laughs> Anyhow, it was a listing um, that I ended up representing the buyer too. And was this um in that that building? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um the I love this one. The 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 seller was a very lovely man who had bought a condo for a sibling of his when the sibling went to school here in the city. And when school was done and it was time to leave the city, the the owner decided to sell. And I listed it for him, and it was it was a different market. Things didn't sell in 37 seconds with 37 offers, and um, took a while to sell it. I ended up representing the buyer as well. Wasn't and there like lease option discussion? Yes. Yeah. The buyer was getting divorced, and she didn't want to buy it until her divorce was final, because if she had closed on it, then it would be community property, and then and her husband. Thing to fight about. Yeah, then it then her husband would be entitled to half of it. So she's oh, I don't know if I should admit this. She was shoving money in <laughs> in so this was sixteen years ago. Let's hope statute of limitations are run out. 
keep going. She 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 was stuffing money in the headrest of her car. <laughs> and she went to the escrow company with I don't remember $20,000 in cash <laughs> that she had pulled out of the headrest in her car. <laughs> So, yeah, my first couple deals were just kind of like, well, I wasn't expecting to see that today. So, uh, lease option, right? I yeah, mean, so um, she did a lease and, option. And lease options uh, are not, they're, they're more than just, you know, writing up a little bit of, of paperwork and, and filling in some blanks. There's some, uh, yeah, so wow, deal number two, lease option um, on, on both sides of the transaction. And I also love this uh listing because it involves my favorite story about staging right oh yeah the story yeah. about the staging yeah so this was a one-bedroom condo it was about i don't know six or seven hundred square feet so let's call it 650 and um a generous two-bedroom by today's standards <laughs> seriously and there were <coughs> several units in the building available when i had this listing and so this guy, and there were several open houses on a Sunday. This guy wanders into the open house and he said, is this the, one of the one bedrooms or one of the two bedrooms? And I said, this is the one bedroom and, you know, it's like, oh, kitchen, living room here. And um, he walks into the bedroom and the seller had removed her bed, but not her desk. And um, no one had enough money for staging. So we were just sort of, you know, we had made it look as, as presentable as we could. And so the guy walks in, you know, kind of takes a look around, walks into the bedroom and he comes out and he said, well, that's the office. Where's the bedroom? And I always use that as an example of why staging is necessary, because sometimes people don't get it just because there's no bed. It doesn't mean it's not a bedroom. Yeah, that, that would be more like if there's no window, egress, or closet, or light and air. But still, we see those as bedrooms, so you know, there's it's just San Francisco real estate. It's the Manhattanization of San Francisco real estate. Or or something. Um, so, there's a, one of, uh, these are both deals that you did um, before we had teamed up. Um, and I was actually thinking that uh, for this first one... There was uh, one deal that uh, had, you know, come to mind that there's um, just kind of a lot there for a lot of reasons. Uh, and one of the things uh, I love about this one is just the way the, the client um, came to us. So do you want to start there with, with that story? Sure. We had a colleague at Zephyr who had a really nice listing in a nice neighborhood in San Francisco. And into his open house walked a family that they weren't from San Francisco. They might have fallen off the truck. They were, I don't remember where they were actually from, but um, they were, I mean, they just did not. Central Valley, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Very pleasant people. Very nice Super people. Nice. Some of the nicest people we've ever worked with. Seriously. Just wonderful. And, um, but they said they wanted to write an offer on the condo and the listing agent they, they didn't have an agent they didn't have an agent so the listing agent asked if we would work with them and i kind of think that maybe he thought that they were bluffing or couldn't Least do likely it likely to write an offer i mean just if you go by stereotypes and we never do um they did not fit the mold of condo buyers and um i mean at the time this was you know a long long time ago and it was a million dollar condo 
right? It was it was it was million dollar ish. Yeah, I think so. And um, you would look at them, and you would never in a million years say that is a million dollar condo buyer. So, but we met with them, and they um, and it turned out that they had actually had a um, some some trauma in their lives, and one of them had been hit so violently by a car. I'm sorry, by a truck while she was driving her car that the her car seat her the seat that she was sitting in was dislodged from the floor of the car so she had um i mean she's lucky she didn't die and um she got a it was a a commercial delivery truck that had hit her so so badly so she had a huge settlement um and she wanted to um buy a nice place to live in the city with her family with her family which was part of the cool part of it yep and uh, and so yeah, and they loved you. Yeah, we really hit it off, and I went to their housewarming and, party. And, and I, I might suggest, may I, may I may I guess, perhaps one reason you guys hit it off. So uh, the manager who hired uh, you, and then later uh, myself, has this theory about who what makes a good real estate agent, and that it's it's people that come uh, not from the sales professions but from the helping professions. And so, um, and you know, prior to this happening, uh, this individual had been a nurse, right? She had been mm-hmm. in the helping, and you were not a nurse, but you were a high school teacher. A high school teacher, yeah. She so just totally hit it off. Yep, we hit it off, and um, yeah, and we we stayed in touch, and we <laughs> we bought her a home warranty for her closing gift, and I think she almost single handedly rebuilt her entire <laughs> condo with it. Not that I mean, we did inspections. Nobody freak out, right? It was a sweet. It had a um, it had a hot tub on the roof. It had a roof, it had an exclusive use roof deck with a killer view and a hot tub. Yep, and, and the, the hot-, hot tub had a leak. <laughs> and uh, these things were. I mean, we had Why everything. Be like that hot tub. We had everything in the world inspected on this place, and it was just, it was almost like it was the condo was just going like, okay, I'm getting a teeny bit tired, and things were fine, and then stuff started leaking, and some of the appliances broke, but she, um, she... She ended up renewing her home warranty, much to the chagrin of the home warranty company, I'm sure. Um, is, that why, is that why they never called us back? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that working with that, with that particular client and her family was a real privilege because they, um, they came to us from another agent who, and he, it's not that he didn't want to work with them, but he didn't want to write an offer on his own listing, which many of us do when when it's competitive um and there were multiple bidders on this property which we mean by many of us do not want to write offers on our own listings when it is competitive right yeah um because people you know like um, we'll be hosting an open and people will just walk in and be like hey i want to write this with you and i'm you know i'll be like no (laughs) you won't um and 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 that always takes you know people by surprise because, um, you know, they think that's the way to get it. But, you know, when it's competitive, uh, there's just, there's, I can't, I couldn't, if we, we haven't. Yeah. No, I mean, we have, we have had, we have mm-hmm. had occasion to write offers on our own listings, but not when there have been multiple offers. It's just, we don't feel like we can do anybody. Um, we, it's almost like you're guaranteed to piss somebody off. Well, welcome to real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just there's no, you know, I mean, even when you know we're representing multiple parties, like, you know, we always lay out it's a, it's a meeting of the minds, you know, and if you have to win, um, you know, if your idea of winning is is them losing, then you know we need to, you know, part ways because yeah. there's no way we can, you know, axe our, our arm off and say we're ahead, right? I mean, right. <laughs> so and we're uh, also um, we're also not really good at arguing against ourselves or with ourselves, I guess I should say. So when we've sat down with a seller and said, your house is worth a million five. And then a buyer comes along and says, I want to write an offer and I want you to do it. And I want to write an offer for a million four. It's kind of like, well, how can we turn around and tell the seller? Oh, we were wrong. It's not worth a million five. It's worth a million four. You in the eyes and said 1.5. Yeah. So that's why I tweeted 1.4. And that's what I really meant. Bigly. Oh, God. Uh, they were first-time buyers, too, yes? Yeah. Um, so there was definitely that aspect of kind of taking them through uh, the understanding of it. And I think that one of the other uh, interesting things about that one was it was a condo, but it was a very small association. It was a, a two-unit building. Um, and that's a very different kind of uh, day-to-day life experience than, say, living in a big tower like Rockwell or Vita you know, or any of these other places. And, and it, as I also recall, like the, the neighbor was, was interesting. If I recall correctly, the neighbor downstairs had, how can I say this politely? A ton of crap would not be polite. He had extensive personal belongings stored in the garage. How's that? That was very polite. <laughs> um, and so they were in the, the, guy downstairs had i think he had the only access to the yard or something yeah he he had the only access to the yard and there was various furniture oh that's right wasn't there junk yeah, down there and, yeah um because it like backed up onto a park and it was yeah. like a sweet sweet lot and uh, yeah and it was just kind of like and it was all overgrown and yeah yeah it maybe had never been <laughs> it's been a long time since a lawnmower had seen that yeah, absolutely and you stayed in touch, went to the house party, and yeah. um, and uh, stayed in touch over the years, and, and they eventually sold. With and us. With us, um, which, you know, we always love it when that happens. Um, often, you know, uh, we just had a listing with Joey on the team, and uh, he that was his first listing. Congratulations, Joey. Congrats, Joey. And, um, you know... The, the person who was the, the seller this time, he had represented as the buyer. And when, you know, she was thinking of selling, like, she just thought of, of Joey as just, like, a buyer's agent, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so uh, you know, it is, it's two sides of the same coin. And, and if you liked your realtor on the way in and there's, there's trust, um, there's a lot of value in that trust in our experience. Absolutely. So anything else you want to say about uh, deal number one, crazy, deal number two, possibly crazier, or uh, or the, uh, it wasn't deal three, four, five, or six, but uh, it was one of the early ones uh, we worked on together. Um, let's see, which, what, what do, no, we hit it. You remember when we represented the probate? Oh, yeah, probates. Uh, dead people. <laughs> so it is amazing. It's, it's amazing the deals that dead people make and forget to write down, by the way. Yeah, it's... um. 
Uh, yeah, just yeah. word to the wise when you're still alive. If you tell someone, oh, you can live in my basement for the rest of your life for free, and I'll pay your utilities, put that in writing. <laughs> or better yet, don't. <laughs> or put something in writing that says, I don't agree to this. So, um, yeah, so let's just... Did you do any easy deals in your first year? You know, I I look back on it and um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, that wasn't easy either because that, um, but the the probate with, it, um, yep, um, so that was a single family home. But with, you have like a really crazy units deal too over on the hill, like um, it was like it wasn't like a, there was an extra level. And oh, that's right. Yeah, that one. Right. That was so that um, must have been really fun because you blocked it out. Yeah. No, that one. If so, in San Francisco, if you have four levels. Of living space, four or more, you have to have sprinklers. sprinklers, fire sprinklers. Is it four or three? It's four or it's more. It's four. That's right. Because there were, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I had um, a listing. It was a two unit building and it was still units, it wasn't condos. Um, and it was four levels and it was not sprinkled. And the, and they'd done a bunch of work. They had done a bunch of work, but putting in sprinklers in these old buildings is incredibly expensive. And so what they're ripping everything over. Yeah, I mean you're There's ripping like no floors, ceilings. Way to kind of gently slip in a fire suppression system. No, I mean you have to have sprinkler heads all over the joint. And um, so what they had done is Wait, I'm sorry, may I interrupt? Yes. That reminds me of fast forwarding years later to when we actually had a sprinkler head inspection on a house, which I thought was just one of the more interesting inspections you could ever have. And we discovered that the sprinkler system had been recalled and it could blow at any moment and basically ruin everything in the entire house. Which reminds me of the first house I bought in Washington, D.C., where the supply pipe for the plumbing was uh, polyethylbutylene, I believe. Um, and it, too, was susceptible to spontaneously cracking and flooding your house. Oh, building codes. Anyway, back, anyway, back to you. Back, uh, so this building, this two-unit building, was two two-level units. Um, but what they had done is the bottom level, they had permitted it as storage. <laughs> Go to store a bedroom, a bathroom. Yep. <laughs> oh, the joys of working at home. We can hear the puppy dogs. Um, so the bottom level of the bottom unit was permitted as storage, and I, I mean, I we disclosed everything, and um, I mean, obviously we had to, and the um, it eventually it sold. And I like the way you say obviously we had to because well obviously we do, but anyway. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's the Not law. Everyone does. Amazing well, what we run on. Tisk tisk. Yes. Um so yeah, I mean that we had to um it's uh, we we obviously if I recall correctly, we called the lower unit. We we didn't include the square footage from the lower level of the lower unit. We didn't include the bedroom count. Um and we just had to disclose, you know, it's storage and they whatever so 
not not whatever. I mean, I'm, I don't even remember exactly what was down there, but it was, yeah, it was a heavy disclosure property. I am sure that what was being stored down there was um, far different than uh, in a, a Bernal property. I was just were... thinking where they stored their children. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them. Yeah. All right. So, um we have a ton of stories. Uh, we've we've maybe just you know touched mainly on on two or three, and um, I, I think we should do this again. So uh, I, I hope you'll come back for episode number two. Uh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, you know where I live. I do. <laughs> not a threat we're friends it's true <laughs> all right everyone the amazing escrow whisperer uh Britton jackson Aww. and uh i am matt fuller and you can always find us online at jacksonfuller.com or sfmoderncondos.com over and out till next time mm-hmm.